kids are stupid. Kids are fucking People stupid. People will say like, oh, the wisest things come out of children's mouth. No. Randomly. Randomly, because they don't stop talking. It's like a, you give like a thousand monkeys, like a thousand typewriters. That's right. And they're going to like type something beautiful eventually. Children don't shut up. <laughs> they just keep fucking going at you, like nonstop. And so eventually they're going to say some words that can, you go, oh, wow, that was nice. And they're like, oh, yeah, I did a poo and I wiped it up with a book. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there back we to are. normal. <laughs> and we're back. They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. Ah. Hey. Here we oh. go. <laughs> hey. You know that it's going to be a good one when we start with stupid noises. <laughs> uh, it's a classic. It's a classic one. It's a classic one. It's, it's just you and me. It's just the double. Which means it's we didn't book a guest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we tried. I've no, been busy. You're busy. But sometimes like, it's good just to just do it with you just and I. Just you and me, mate. It's just the best. Yep. It's like when you're making love. You know it's what I mean? It's best that it's just you and me. It's just when it's you and me. When I get Claire involved in there, well, it's, oh, it's awkward. Yeah. It's awkward. <laughs> oh, she's always saying stuff. She's always directing, giving comments that are well, necessary. Like, Why are you here, Harley? <laughs> it's like, well, I was here first. <laughs> Away. Oh, I will not put it away. I'll put it away when I'm finished because it's my toys. You put your toys away when you're finished with them. And I'm not finished. Oh, what boy. are we even talking about? I don't know. Your cock, probably. <laughs> oh, parenting. It's really like a penis. Yeah, man. It is book week at the moment. Is it? Yeah. Look, um, Penny went to school today dressed as Willy Wonka. Oh, excellent! It was is top shelf. Clear Rip Gene Wilder. Rip Gene Wilder. Yeah, just died. What a great! Which guy. I was surprised by, to be honest with you. Really, big fan of Gene Wilder, but I, I'd assumed that he died a little while ago. I think he just went quiet, didn't he? Yeah, like a, he was one of these actors who went, "Oh yeah, I'm yeah. done." But I, but I, uh, I don't even know what was. Wrong. Anyway, let's not bog down in Gene Wilder. So, but Blazing Saddles. Yeah, I watched cracking. that like twenty, thirty times yep. as a kid. It was just yep. amazing. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, PJ went as Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka, or Johnny Depp's kind of like a, a Willy Wonka. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's a kid's costume. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, Claire made like the the coattail jacket, like the oh, green. Of course pants. she did. You know, she's of a, course she she's did. She's a crafty bitch. She's a seamstress. She's a fucking crafty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what she could do with those fingers would make your bloody blush. <laughs> <laughs> well, my kid went to school today. Uh, Dressed uh, as an uh, an Aussie was the brief. Oh, right. Uh, and it wasn't book week. I didn't even realise it was book week. Um, but the, they they have a, a Japanese sister school. Oh, lovely. And so there's Japanese students at the school. And so they're doing a welcome welcome them singing, waltzing Matilda, all dressed in flannelette and um, <laughs> denim jeans. That's Aussie. Oh, what? Well, you just go and dress as dad. <laughs> As if there's nothing else they could have done. No. Like 60,000 years of indigenous yeah, yeah. culture that they could have called upon. So much other stuff you could have done. <laughs> what was it? Yep, just a flannelette shirt some and some denim jeans. Flannels. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the other ones the other ones at school as well. School. It's so weird calling it school for a two-year-old. It's daycare. It is daycare. Yeah. It's just daycare. Yeah. Uh, I had to keep Penny home from school the other day. 
oh, yes. on Friday. She was very sick and she missed out on a fun run. Oh. Which was no good. But she was up in, like, Claire was away. She was up in Sydney. And then Penny on Thursday night was just, um, just out everywhere at both what? ends. Cillo had had it earlier in the week. Coming in strong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was coming in strong. Like she was just, it was brutal. And then so, yeah, Friday, she just kind of slept all day. But it's that thing, like when your kid is sick, you, I feel like I just want to look after them. Yeah. I just want to make sure they're better. Yeah. I don't want to get sick because then totally. I can't look after them. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, you feel very nurturing. But how, like there's, there's some kids' sicknesses that are welcome. Yes. Because the the kid gets all floppy and yeah. wants cuddles <laughs> yeah. and wants to just sit still. You're like, this is fucking great. Well, this was one of them because in the <laughs> night she was like everywhere. And I'm like, oh, dear. And then she came into bed with me and she just wanted to snuggle. And then in the morning she got up for like five minutes and then went back to bed for four hours. And the she's best. like, dad, just come sit with me. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll just come watch a movie. This <laughs> 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 is parenting. This is parenting. I'm loving it. Fuck yeah. Oh, it was the best. Yeah, because Walter's just been sick because uh, that never happens uh, with a toddler. <laughs> So healthy all the time, but and, and I've just been away because I'm currently in in the middle of a tour. So I, in the last eight days, I did ten flights, just nonstop, nonstop. And it's it's hard because I'm I'm away, and I, so you know, Hannah is solo parenting, and um, but then she was messaging me while I was away, saying Walt's a bit sick and all he wants to do is cuddle all day. I'm like, fuck, that's what I want to be doing. <laughs> you got it easy. <laughs> Fucking Sylvia this morning gets up like quarter to six and she comes into the room. She's like, and I can hear like little feet trip, trot, trip, trot, trip, trot. And I'm like, please just go to clear side, go to clear side, go to clear side. And she comes stand beside me and I'm like, oh, she just wants a cuddle. Fantastic. And she's like, daddy, daddy, I need a poo. I'm like, all right, motherfucker, let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> you know. Go and poo. <laughs> just go do it. Come with me. All right. So I take her in there and it's like the longest, biggest shit ever. It's just insane. Anyway, after like 15 minutes we're in there, go back to bed. Penny's come back in there at this stage as well. And I thought, well, well, Sylvia and I will just have a wee cuddle and go back to sleep. The moment we get back into bed, she's like, I want mum. And just crawled over to mum. Got up, didn't get the cuddle. That, I'm on shit data. I'm literally on shit data. That's horse shit. Fucking bullshit, Sylvia. Fuck you, Sylvia. Fucking hell. <laughs> just want some love. Speaking of shit, um, for those who are Patreon members uh, and in the very exclusive Facebook page, um, you'd already know their story, uh, but it comes from uh, my loved one, Hannah. Oh, uh, yes. Who who was at home, solo parenting, <laughs> and uh, well, I was, you and I went to Sydney. Oh, um, what was a the fun. Best. It was the absolute best. Again, we Just recorded a, a Patreon episode. Um, a classic Patreon, actually. It was great. Much actually. better than this one. Yeah, heaps better. <laughs> actually put some effort in. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next day, you left, uh, came home to Melbourne, and I went off to Brisbane to do the show up there, Yeah, uh, and got the most amazing series of photos, and then... Um, Hannah wrote this incredible, um, <laughs> quite, uh, quite beautiful, quite be- quite a bit of poetry, bit of poetry um, in there, a poetry about poo, <laughs> and what had happened is poetry, uh, yeah, poetry. <laughs> she was having a hard day uh, with Walt, and Walt was just mucking around a bit, so she she did the right thing and and walked away from it. You make yep. your choice as a parent. What do I keep pushing through here and kick this child through a fucking window? Yep. Or do I step away, get a breath, calm down? And that's what she did. Walter was in the room. She went, I'll go back in when Walter calls out to me. Great. Right? So just leave, and she could she could hear him happily playing away. And then he went, Mama. 
And she was like, okay. I'll go into the, and opens the door and is hit with a wall of shit. Like just the smell of fecal matter in her face. And he's looking up at her very sweetly and just goes, I did a poo. <laughs> oh, did he do a poo? He, like a fucking primate. He did a shit and then just fucking fished it out of his own nappy. And then it was on the ground, on the walls, um, on the sheepskin rug. Oh. Like sheepskin rug and poo. That don't go together. <laughs> And then the, the, the champ has gone, oh, I'll just do a bit of cleanup. So got a book to clean it up. <laughs> but it's not like, it's, it's a toddler book. There's no absorbent paper in it. It's just glossy cardboard and he's just smearing it. <laughs> smearing it around the room. He's like an insane person. That's what insane people That's do. That's what insane people do. In like the 1900s, like the 18th century. Yes. And they're locked up in those asylums and they would just be yep. spreading their shit around everywhere. Totally. So now, understandably, um, Hannah has a little bit of PTSD. <laughs> it's response to Walter's shitting Post-traumatic antics. shit disorder. Yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's it's been a wild time. I uh, snapped a little the other day, actually. Did you? Penny was racing around. And I've told them a hundred times, don't slam the doors, don't slam the doors, don't slam the doors. And whenever I tell oh, them... Oh, fuck. How many times do you have to say don't slam the doors? When I was a kid and I slammed a door, my parents would make me open and shut it 20 times. Quietly. Really? Yeah. I still slam doors, but I still <laughs> have to open and shut it. But whenever I tell them not to do something because they might get hurt, I always go to like that, that, that most dramatic thing that I can think of. Yeah. Like if they've got their hand outside the window, I'm like, mate, another car's going to come through and knock your hand off. Yeah. They are going to have to go to hospital. We're going to have to go to hospital. I'm not going to get to Harley's to do the podcast. <laughs> all right? Think about it. Anyway, so she runs which into a room. Which is shit, by the way. Which is horseshit. If you've got an arm out the window, the car that hits it is not going to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so she runs into a room and she slams the door because she was in a bit of a sulk because, like, I read a word wrong in a book or something. I don't know what. Something rational. Just something fucking completely normal that you would <laughs> run into the room and slam a door for. It was made so much sense at the time. <laughs> she slams the door and I was straight after I was like, Penny, I've told you a hundred times. You can't slam the doors. What if Sylvia's coming in behind you? And she puts her fingers, hands in the door and the door slams. It'll chop them off, Penny. It'll chop them off. And she's like, what? And I think, I'll show you what I mean. And I go into the fridge and I go grab a carrot and I bring it back to the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I slam the door on the carrot. So the carrot gets chopped up in half. <laughs> and she... Fast forward, your kid has a phobia of carrots. <laughs> she thought this was the best thing that's ever oh. happened. Oh, what a fun new way to chop vegetables. <laughs> she, she just laughs, picks the chopped carrot up off the ground and starts eating it. Sylvia comes in, she sees the other bit, she starts eating that. And I'm like, is this what we meant? Is this what you wanted, Nellie Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> Get a vegetable from the fridge. Chop it in a door. <laughs> but I just Fuck. lost it. I was just in the red zone. Yeah. Do you know, I heard it. Uh, speaking of the red zone, because I, I get into the red zone, I reckon more than you do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm trying to sort of check my own behaviour, and it's usually because I'm frustrated at the child's behaviour. Yeah. Um, and I don't want them to do that. This mother said something so fucking simple to me the other day. Um, Mothers always do. Mother. Very simple people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love a complain. <laughs> She said this, right? When your kids are misbehaving, and it, like even as she said it, I'm like, yeah, of course, that's so simple. Your kids are misbehaving in whatever way they're doing it. That what they're doing that because they're hurting. 
That's that's it. Yeah. It's as simple as they're doing it because they're hurting. And it was it was I was filled with immediate guilt uh, because of my behaviour towards especially the older one. Yeah. Um but then and, and like this realization of, yeah, no shit. That's exactly what's happening. And it doesn't mean that I won't get frustrated in the future. And it doesn't mean that when they're hurting it's a rational hurt. Yes, you totally, know? totally. Like it's an irrational hurt. But a they're lot of the trying time. to express something. Yeah. And and so it, it, it'll help me in those moments to step back and go, okay, well, then why is it that you're doing this, that yes. you're misbehaving, that you're back chatting? You know, that's one of my main yeah. issues at the moment. The back chat, the, the have to have the last word, all of, all of that sort of, you know, surface level bad behavior. What's underneath it? Man, like when the kids are like doing something so stupid, like today, like, uh, I don't know, Stella wanted to bring some toy into the car. Yeah. And she wanted to put another toy inside that toy. And I'm like, we, we don't have time. We've got to hop into the car. Yeah. And then she drops to the ground. Right. And I'm like, man, this is just <laughs> ridiculous. Just get in the car. Just get in the car. Yeah. But of course, to her, like, it's important what she's doing. Yes. Like to her, like she doesn't understand, like you know, about global warming. She doesn't understand, like you know, there, <laughs> like there's actual problems in the world. She doesn't yes. know about taxes because her world is tiny. Her world is tiny, and it's in such a safe space. Yeah, and so I've got to try and remember, like when she is being an idiot. Yeah, it's because she's an idiot. Yes, kids are stupid. Kids are fucking People stupid. People say like, oh, the wisest things come out of children's mouth no. randomly. Randomly, because they don't stop talking. It's like a, you give like a thousand monkeys, like a thousand typewriters. That's right. And they're going to like type something beautiful eventually. Children don't shut up. <laughs> they just keep fucking going at you, like nonstop. And so eventually they're going to say some words that can, you go, oh, wow, that was nice. And they're like, oh, yeah, I did a poo and I wiped it up with a book. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there back we to are. normal. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> oh, look, I, I think kids can be very wise that they can help you see the world in a different way. But uh, again, um, I have to remind myself that my brain is working at a quicker or a different pace, doesn't even matter the yeah. speed, than theirs. And so when I communicate something, I want you to do this now, their head's already been in another line of thinking. Yes. Um, and so I've just got to take a bit more time. And it happened for me trying to explain to Leonard um, that he couldn't rush Walter. Yeah. Because he was trying to communicate something to Walter. And I said, Walter's brain is just taking longer to get around the information that you've given him. Yeah. Um, and you need to, because you're older, take a bit of time. As I'm saying it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I probably should <laughs> listen on, to my hang, own. Hang on a second. <laughs> hang on, there might be something in this. <laughs> I think my, my brain's starting. Here it goes. <laughs> There's something in this. Because the other thing, they're, 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 they're working slower, but their brains are growing quicker. And because we have, like, 40, I have 40 years of life experience. Yes. And so when I'm making a decision, I'm not, like, consciously thinking about, like, every single little um, reaction or consequence no. or every little thing that goes into that decision. I just make the decision and it all happens subconsciously. Yes. And so you can make it faster and faster and faster and faster. Yeah. But a kid, they don't have that life experience. They haven't no. crossed the road, like, a thousand times. Totally. And so... They, so they will either be too cautious or not cautious enough. They don't have the right level of skill to go, oh, that car is X far away. Yes. I can cross here safely. Or that car is X far away. I'll have to wait. Yeah. You totally. know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> because they're death traps. Because they're death traps. Children and cars. <laughs> <laughs> A bad combination. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah so... I have uh, uh, recently... This is something fun. Um, had And it kind of impacts me as a parent... Uh, very much um, uh, because at the moment I'm not driving 
Um, and it's not because of what everyone thinks. I lose my <laughs> license. But there you are. You don't, I don't drink and drive. I've never, never done it. In fact, I did it once. I drove down the footpath <laughs> from my neighbor's house to my mum and dad's house <laughs> when I was 19. I'd parked my Kingswood at the neighbor's house, had had a, probably had f- five or six beers and just needed to move the car. So yeah. I just drove it down <laughs> the footpath and then skidded it and went off the edge of the gutter. I was like, well, that's a good note. Don't I drink reckon, because I didn't get my license until I was very late. I was like in my... I was like, 29 or 30 when I got my learners yeah and Claire was pregnant Claire was pregnant (laughs) with PJ (laughs) when you got your peas what a great provider (laughs) (laughs) I drove her from the hospital she got home safe Um, but I reckon if I had had my license when I was like 16 17 like so many of my friends did uh, I am not sure that I would be around today because I was very um, I didn't really have like a lot of like sense of consequence. No, like, the risk factor was like, oh, this will be fun. Let's do that. Well, that's why I think it's ridiculous that in this country, you, um, your license coincides with your legal drinking age. It's <laughs> fucking stupid. Like, change one of them. I don't care which one it is. Either let kids start driving at fifteen, yeah, or change the drinking age to twenty-one. Like, you you can't give them both at the same time. Well, isn't no the license is sixteen. Well, you learn is at 16, can't you? So it's different around the country. I'm not sure. But essentially in Victoria, by the time you get, you can tick off all the, t- the hours that you're meant to log up in your logbook, you'll be 18 once you get your uh, driving on your own license. This is a free advertisement for Vic Roads. Send there us the go. check, Vic Roads. Give us yep. the money. Get in on the ground level. <laughs> well, well, they're going to be a sponsor. Dicks. <laughs> Mate, they'll be a sponsor for Uber Pool Dicks. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's... Uh, I just think that's absolutely ridiculous because also um, teenagers, uh, you know, w- one of the defining factors of teenagers is risk taking. It's how yes. you learn and grow and figure absolutely. stuff out. Don't give them a fucking beer and a license at the same time. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, that is not the case of what happened to me. What happened to me is I was driving back from the airport a week ago at the point of recording this uh, and I... The best way I can explain it is my whole body went like pins and needles and I got tunnel vision and I went, I'm going to pass out. And I was driving up over the Balti Bridge here so in Mel- Melbourne. There's nowhere to pull over. And I, you know, wound the window down. I was yelling at myself to try and stay. <laughs> Just to try and get right. it. Yeah. Totally. And then pulled over and I was like, fucking hell. And then thought that maybe it was just a one-off incident. And then the next day, I thought, why don't I risk this with my pregnant partner in the car um, and drove <laughs> over the Westgate. And um, again, I don't know why it's happening on bridges, but um, a little bit happened on the way over the Westgate. We stopped and had a, um, a bite to eat and a coffee. And then I came back and Hannah said, should I drive? She's a smart woman. She's a smart woman. And I am an idiot. And I went, nah, I'll be fine. <laughs> and drove over the Westgate. And that was the worst of the three. Oh, and, my and, gosh. Uh, for anyone who's familiar with the Westgate, they got rid of the emergency stopping lane. Did Great they? decision. Yeah, to open up as a lane. <laughs> so there's no emergency stopping lane on the Westgate. and um, I, That is crazy. Yeah. And, and that time it was, the other two times I realized were very minor. This one was like my whole body went um, really buzzy, tingly. Tunnel vision, and I just said to Hannah, "You're gonna have to hold the steering wheel." Uh, that is intense. Fucking intense. Do you know what's uh, silly is that on the way over here, like I, um, I was gonna hop in the car, and I said to Claire, "Man, I've got such a sense of foreboding about driving down there." 
I've got such a sense of dread. You should come with me, you know, because if you're all going to go, <laughs> <laughs> you're driving. You're driving. <laughs> yeah. So. so she, so she hopped in the car and she came down, and then I got here and you told me that story. I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. It, it well, it is. So I haven't been behind the wheel since. I went to the doctors. Um, you know, they they took my blood sugar because that could be it. It was fine. Took my um, uh, my um, heart rate was fine. Um, blood pressure was fine. Everything fine. Um, and so I do have a couple of other tests that I've got to get. But clearly everything is not fine. Everything's not fine. But what I'm concerned about is it does, um, it sounds like when you describe it, it sounds like an anxiety attack. Yeah. Um, and I've certainly had those in the past. Now, never, ever behind a steering wheel. My, the car is my safe space. You know what I, how I Did am something about bad happen to you on a bridge Hey, when you are a kid? No. No, bridges are fine for me. <laughs> and that's the thing too. I was just, my brother-in-law was in the car uh, on the Westgate incident. He's in the back. And I was telling him the history of the Westgate bridge collapse. Why would I be talking about the Westgate bridge collapse if I had any kind of fear yeah. or anxiety around bridges? Which I don't. No, because um, you've driven over thousands of bridges. Yeah, fine. But it, so, it, but if it's, a, if it's an anxiety attack, if it's a panic attack, that's fucked. Like, if I have to not <laughs> drive again, oh, oh man, man, I'd be and, lost. And how do you find out when you can? Yes. You know, exactly. where do you take that test? Like, I'm just going to go for a drive and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hope for the best. See you guys. I may not be coming back. <laughs> Look, the doctor's orders. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I should do? I should get one of those learner cars. You know, um, quite a lot of Oh, yeah, cars. they've got the steering wheel on the other side. Yeah, they have double the pedals d- yeah, yeah, on yeah. both sides. <laughs> 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 just, just go for a learning test. <laughs> Imagine driving those cars with your mate. Just constantly <laughs> fucking hitting the brake. <laughs> <laughs> just like, grabbing the steering wheel. <laughs> Yeah. We're going this way. We're going that way. Yeah. This will be the best. Yeah. Anyway, so obviously I don't want to be doing that with uh, kids in the car. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like this is the time when you need the um, the village. Yes. This is the time when you need the village. Like on the way up to Sydney, there was a real debacle. Like That's I had right. dropped um, Penny and Sylvia off uh, at the respective like uh, schools and daycares. Claire had to fly up to Sydney that morning yep. before I did. So she was her flight. I was flying up to Sydney at like 12 or whatever. Yep. She had to fly at like 7 in the morning. She was going to get back to our house at 2. Plenty of time to pick up everyone from school and stuff. Fine. Anyway, she's up there and she's like, oh, my f- return flights have been cancelled. Because it was windy. Because it was windy. And so Fucking lean into it. Just lean into Seriously. it. Seriously. Just lean into You're a pilot. Just lean into it. You're a pilot or a pussy. Just fucking <laughs> let's get us in the air. <laughs> wind will help you fly, mate. All right? I've seen it with gliders. I've seen it with birds. Just for more wind, yeah. more fly. You don't want a pilot to have a panic attack, though, do you? <laughs> well, it's windy. Move your pass out. So anyway, I call you. I'm like, dude, I don't think this trip's going to happen because no one's here to look after the girls. You're like, oh, this is fucked. I'm like, oh, this is fucked. I'm about to cancel my flights. And I thought, oh, I'll just leave it a little bit. Just in case Claire can get back. And then this is where I have to give so much love to like the little community we've built up at the school that Penny goes to. Yes. Because one of the uh, Claire Marshall, actually, who was on this podcast, human rights lawyer, super nice. A fellow human rights lawyer. A fellow human rights lawyer. (laughs) The three of us just talking about human rights and lawyering. That's all we do. 
That's all we do. We're doing the good work. Objection. <laughs> Sustained. There you go. If you needed proof, there it is, fuckheads. Check out me gavel. <laughs> oh, that's a good gavel you got there. <laughs> oh, I am guilty. Now, all of a sudden, you're a judge. <laughs> Just beating your cock. <laughs> Order. Order. Your Honour, that's your penis. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> Not guilty. Slap. <laughs> Bailiff. Where's the other defendant? Just keep banging your cock. <laughs> You're standing there. Uh, but you'd have your robe on. You'd have the robe on. Oh, you'd have a robe on. Because <laughs> you're not an animal. You're in the court of law. You're in a court of law. <laughs> it's a sacred space. <laughs> but you'd have a little cock slip, wouldn't you? You'd have a little slip. Back a little, little cock window in the robe. A little velvet. <laughs> whack your gavel. <laughs> you just take it out. Give it a good old dong. <laughs> you get the gong. Imagine being on the gong show and you're just whacking it with your cock. <laughs> gong and red. <laughs> you just give it a good old smack. Oh, they come out to do a talent show. So there's two people like dancing, whatever it is. They're singing this song. You're like, oh, I don't like this. But you wouldn't use your hands, would you? No. You just got to stand up and you're just fucking <laughs> pivot around. Just whip it. Just give it a good whip. Actually, reminds me of another friend of the show, great mate, Mickey D. He used to call me up and then just go, guess what this is? I'm hitting my cock against. You have to guess the object. That is. <laughs> Such a great man. Oh, that sounds uh, like the TV, Mick. You got uh, it in one. <laughs> anyway, back to the human rights lawyer. <laughs> back to your children needing someone else to come and give them care. Anyway, she's just like, um, she must have been talking to Claire about something else and Claire had mentioned it, like my Claire. Yeah. And she just said, oh, I'll look after them. I'll take them for the night. Brilliant. And I called her up and Claire said, call up Claire Marshall and, and talk to her about it. And I called her up and I said, look, that's a big ask. Like, That's huge. It's huge She's got ask. two kids of her own. She's got two kids of her one own. One is being a bit of a shithead, as she said herself. Yes. The younger one. The younger not one, like the one baby. who's not sleeping. Yeah. And the older one who's super lovely. But they, <laughs> she's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll just do it. I'm like, and I, for some reason, started to talk, try to talk her out of it. But about five seconds into that, I was like, that would be amazing, actually. Yeah. I will accept that offer. Take it. Take the offer. Because somebody is not making that offer unless they genuinely yep. mean it. Because we say we want help, you and I, yeah. continuously. And when someone offers help, you're like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. That's exactly what I don't I want did. to be a bother. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I had to reach out the other day in, a, in, in sort of a similar circumstance. Um, uh, and it was because of, actually, the exact same show that Claire was on, I went up for... And uh, which was Wednesday last week, yes. and um, the flight back wasn't going to get me back in time to do school pickup. Yep. And then I just went, ah, oh, fuck it, and called a mum at school and just went, would you mind yeah. picking up Leo? And she's like, absolutely, would love to. Yeah, and people were super helpful anyway. Yeah. It turned out, and I was a bit kind of like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And I had, <laughs> I had like gone on, because Sydney is, it's got its ups and downs, it's got its yeah. pros and cons, but... The fact that you can get on the train at the airport and be in the city in yep. 10 minutes yep. is the best. Anyway, I'm just waiting for the train. I'm like, I miss my kids. 
what am I doing in Sydney going to hang out with my friend Harley Breen to have beers <laughs> and go out and just eat whatever I want and sleep whenever I want when I could be at home cooking dinner for children who aren't going to eat it. You actually got a bit sad. I got a bit homesick for them. Yeah, immediately when you came to, because I'd already been there for a day and you arrived at the accommodation, you were a little bit uh, withdrawn. A little bit like, oh. like, I miss my kids. And I was like, you fucking idiots. You're, Here, have a beer. Yeah, and I was like, good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you forget about your kids. <laughs> but then like uh, Claire sent me, like uh, Claire Marshall sent me a photo. She had just picked up the kids. No stress. At 3.30, like school finishes, at 3.45, I get a photo. They're all back at Claire Marshall's house, like all four kids, all beaming, all about to have like a, a dance party and watch a movie. And I'm like, of course it would be fine. They're having the best time ever. They have the best time ever. turns out Claire could get a flight. She didn't get back to like 9 o'clock or something. Yeah. Like, because the, the winds were so bad. But yep. she got back. Everything was fine. And it was beautiful. But... It's you need your village around you, and if you don't have your village, you've got to find a new village because you build your village. That was such a lifesaver. Yeah, like you just need people around you. Uh, absolutely, I, I genuinely don't know how people do without it. And we, Hannah and I, have uh, attempted to build the village, and we have a we have a small uh, village around us. But basically, we uh, because we're pending um, baby time is upon us. Yes, the village is coming down. Oh, We're driving down, so fantastic. Mavis and Peter are jumping in the car. Oh, lovely! Hopefully are they going to drive down? They're driving down. Oh, Hopefully, nice. they don't have a panic attack. Uh, they'll be down here uh, end of this month, um, sort of leading up to baby time. They'll be gone again just before baby time, and yeah. then um, MJ will come down. Hannah's mum when the babies. Uh, Leading into baby time, yeah, because I'm booking work up, uh, sort of all around it, yeah. Because, well, fuck, man, it's really difficult. I want, I want to be really present, and I, and I think that um, it, there's sort of an, um, a, it's there's still an unfair situation within our culture in Australia uh, around dads and being engaged in the at the time of birth yeah. and taking time off from work and being present. And I'm really aware of that. But also, my work is if you don't work, you don't you get You are in a different situation. You're not Completely. working for a company where there's like parental leave or... No. Um, what's it called? Parental leave for the dad? What's that? Uh, um, paternity leave. Paternity leave. Thank you. So, you know, there's not paternity leave for you. You don't no. just get to go, oh, like, I'm going to take a month off. Yeah, you don't work. You work for yourself. Yeah. So, if, if you're I not working, work, like, yeah. you're not making money. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm trying to... And I'm, I'm communicating to, to Hannah the whole time as the as this sort of work comes in because it's just the nature of my work. Yep. You know, I'll, I'll have nothing. All of a sudden I'll get a phone call and I go, hey, can you do this? Well, normally it's all, yeah, trying to juggle it around um, kid obligations, but then trying to juggle it around a, a date that you don't know. Yeah. I don't know when the baby's coming out. No. no one knows when the baby's coming out. Yep. Baby comes out when it's ready. Um, so even more important that we get the tribe around us. Man, and because like this great little, and I was hesitant about it, but the school community, like the other day, um, Bron, another guest of the show. <laughs> or was she? <laughs> Go and find the episode. Oh. Um, she'll be on again. She'll be on again. She's excellent. She, uh, Her kids like needed looking after so she could go do something. And I'm like, yeah, just drop them around. Yeah, great. Just drop them around in mind. Yeah. Because it's easy. Well, but see, that's my problem, right? Is I'm I am more reluctant to ask for help because I can't reciprocate. Oh, I can absolutely reciprocate can. and so I'm happy to ask for it. I'm yes. happy for them to come around to the house. I'll make them some pasta, put on a movie. Or like, you know, we'll just play like a card game. I'm pretty comfortable with like looking after like yes. that age kids. Because yeah. they're my... Cause they're, 
because they're my age kids. And I wish I could do that. I genuinely, yeah. like uh, Leo asked me today, because these Japanese students yeah. um, come over and they get billeted out um, to people's homes. Um, yeah. Can we do that? Obviously, we're doing this round because they're already here. And I said to him, I genuinely want to do it, mate. I would absolutely love to do it, but yeah. I can't commit to something like that. I can't say yes to a Japanese student and then all of a sudden go, see you later, and leave it with Hannah. 100%. You know, three kids. Yeah, no. Like, I remember when I was like, um, maybe like nine, and I was still playing rugby, you know, because I was an athlete. <laughs> Tell and me we, more. <laughs> and we, and we went Congratulations to, to the All Blacks. Oh, mate. Very happy. So we went up to Dunedin to on this like rugby trip and we got billeted out with this kid and his mum. And there was me and I can't remember if there's another kid there or not, but there's me and there's definitely this kid. And this kid goes to his mum, hey, the guests are here. Can we go to McDonald's now? And I was super excited because I'd never seen McDonald's before. Like it was just, it was this is fancy food. Yes. Like when a nine-year-old kid from Invercargill, McDonald's, oh la la, like yes. Michelin star me up. You know, <laughs> fucking put it in my bum hole. I'm ready for it. Your Honour, whack, 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 whack. Guilty, Your Honour. I am guilty. And then like uh, the defendant would also be there and he's got his penis out. Not guilty, Your Honour. And he's like waving it around. He's got a little flag on it. The lawyers, everybody's waving their genitals. Like that's just how they get their attention. What kind of fucking court are we in? <laughs> anyway, this kid is like, um, can we go to McDonald's? And the mum's like, actually, we we can't do it. Fuck I off. can't. Or I just can't afford it. Like, she was straight up. And I could see. And I remember, like, looking at her and going, man, she feels embarrassed. But I really want a McDonald's. Yeah. Because I'd never had it before. So I didn't say yay or nay. I should have just said, oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't eat McDonald's or something. But I was nine years old, so I just kept my mouth shut and waited until this kid, who was almost in tears getting his mum taken to McDonald's. And you could tell that for him it was this special treat. He wasn't yes. like a spoiled kid. He'd just been like, this is this one thing that I get to do, and now I'm not getting to do it. And he wanted to show off in front of and you as well. And he wanted to show off. Yeah. And the mum's like, I just don't have the money. And I think about that time, and I think about that poor mum yeah. just trying to get through. And what she billeted out her room to her kid when she clearly couldn't. Yeah, you know, maybe amazing. she didn't have the means. And I was yeah. like, I just think, shout out to whoever you were and thank you for my cheeseburger. Because <laughs> yeah, we went to McDonald's. So. <laughs> I got a happy meal. Oh, so we went there. It was the best. I was like, oh, this food is amazing. <laughs> man, like just her generosity. It, it stuck with me. Yeah. It stuck with me, like what she did. Because it was such a small thing. But Not uh, always, but quite often. People who are up against it financially can quite often be um, more generous. And I think it's because not always they know what it's like. Totally, they know what it's yeah. like to be up against it. So they yeah. know what it's like that when, if you don't have a lot and somebody else doesn't have a lot, then you just pull your resources. Yeah, you just do what you can. Like when we used to drink together. Yeah. Fuck, that was the best days. Oh my god, when when okay, so like we used to drink together. Oh yeah, no, we still we drink together now, but we do we drink the good shit. But when you first moved back to Australia, yes, um, uh, after years of being overseas, and we go um, down to that bar and. George, the George Public the Bar. The George Public Bar. And we would just... It was real common purse communism kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> you would arrive with whatever money you had. <laughs> like eight I'd, bucks or something. Whatever it was. And some some days I'd have a $50 note. And Fucking heaven. What? And what were we doing? We were doing $10 jugs. $10 jugs. And that's why we'd go there because they had like that sweet special. Well, that was <laughs> one of the reasons why we went there. <laughs> <laughs> No need to bring up the other reason of why we went there. 
<laughs> oh man! But yeah, so we go in there, and and quite often we'd already have done the maths. Yeah. On how many jugs we were going to be able to drink, it was got it's five drinks to a jug. Yeah. So we'd go in knowing we're going to have twenty drinks tonight. This is the best. Yeah. And occasionally, like uh, the bar staff will give us like a free jug, Fucking and it was just a winner. So good. Oh man! It's not the only thing they gave us. <laughs> 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 they took us to court. <laughs> So <laughs> you're not whacking a gavel on the bar there. <laughs> Imagine going to that court though. That'd be the best. <laughs> Just a man with a freakishly shaped cock. Just like a giant truncheon of a penis. And he's just whacking it down. I'm so oh. sorry to everyone who listens to this podcast. It's a parenting hey, podcast. Actually, a big shout out to the rat fucks who've turned up on tour so far. Oh. Every show I've done, rat fuck. In oh, the room. Amazing. Every single one. Uh, uh, and in fact, uh, I, I, I apologise, I do not remember your name, uh, but you came to my show in Launceston uh, and uh, it was a, had a wonderful chat with a mum um, who's had some hard times herself recently uh, uh, with loss and all of those things. I just wanted to do a shout out to you and say that it was an absolute pleasure meeting you and thank you very much for sharing your story. I won't share it on here because it's uh, not my story to tell. Oh man. Um, but it's good that you're coming out. To the rat fucks that haven't bought tickets, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a quick thank you to man all the Patreons as always. Oh yeah, absolutely. You guys are the best. I, well, both of us are quite surprised because <laughs> we dragged our heels on it because we we're like, no one's paying for this. Turns out there's more dumb fucks out there than I realised. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be a dumb fuck too, <laughs> yeah, get in get on, on the on. ground level. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your money. I think people who have already given us money can guarantee you the rewards are well worth it. <laughs> I have to say, those Patreon episodes we're putting out, they are great. Yeah, absolutely. They're really good. Yeah. If you pay for something, you get better quality. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you're putting up um, recipes on the on the, the closed uh, Facebook group. Man, a Lancashire hot pot recipe. Yes. Oh, so good. Next week, I'll put up a chicken stock recipe. Ooh. I reckon, because I've got that chicken stock down. Got it yes. down. Do you make your own stock? Uh, yeah, I've done. I've done quite a bit of making my own stock. I made a few crucial errors at the start of my stock making journey. Oh, did you? And I uh, not anymore. Yeah. What I I have done more of is um, after I cook my um, lamb recipe that yep. people have asked for, which I will at some point write down and put up in there. Um, I then do a bone broth after that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Drink it's good for your guts. Good <laughs> gut health. <laughs> You're guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's.